What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast where we help you build yourself, build your business and join the new 1%. Today is another Friday episode and that means we're going to go over a specific topic that we talked about uh, in an email either the other week or weeks before or just a random topic and the purpose of these is to give you something to mull over on the weekend, right? To plant something in your head so when you're relaxing, when you're going about your day and something pops into your head, you have consumed content that aids in your betterment, right? And it's 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 a focus area, right? I like to talk about this a lot because when people get the whole manifestation affirmation a lot of that kind of stuff wrong and what I think it really is because a lot of people think it's woo-woo and kind of out there and wishy-washy and oh that's just a weird spiritual practice but what you're doing in reality is you're setting your focus on something right you're repeating something in your head and it sticks in there and it stays on your mind so you're more likely to make the right choices because you are aware right so if you are affirming or manifesting or just consuming content related to self-improvement in general or more specifically let's say confidence right you're you're reading content on confidence you're maybe affirming that i am confident i am confident whatever manifesting it whatever you want to do i don't really do those things but there there's a use case for them right so if you are focused on confidence and you're consuming stuff and it's stuck in your brain when you're out and about the teachings and other things are going to be on your mind, right? And you're going to be more likely to exude that confidence because you understand what to do and you can experience it, right? I'm all about experience and actually going out and putting the things you learn into practice. So today I want to talk about enlightenment and how most people get it wrong and how I got it wrong for the longest time because when I first heard of it, when I first read, let's say, The Power of Now, which is what introduced me to all of the spiritual stuff, I thought enlightenment or presence was so far out of reach, right? It was so overwhelmingly out of reach, and I hear other people talk about it. And they kind of, like a lot of spiritual people, from what I noticed, and at my low experience level, they would talk about it in a way that made it seem like a superhuman state, of some kind, like something that only a monk could reach after meditating for his entire life. And you think that, and it's like, you either think, man, I have a long way to go, or you're like, I'm never going to hit that. And you don't even bother. It's not on your mind, right? So one thing that stuck out to me when I was reading Awareness by Anthony DeMello was that he said, uh, before enlightenment, I used to be depressed. After enlightenment, I continue to be depressed, right? And he also mentions that Buddha defines enlightenment as the end of suffering. So let's take that first quote, right? All it's saying really is, is that the emotions that you feel or other things or the, the gaps in consciousness, the, the gaps of unconsciousness where your mind is clouded, your perception is clouded, and you are ruminating on thoughts in the past and the future, that still happens, that still happens technically after enlightenment, but you've woken up. You understand that it's it's not your identity. It's not a part of you. It's more so the, the feeling of depression or anxiety or anger or fear. It all stems from fear, but it's there, right? It's not a part of you. You are not that. Instead, 
it is there. And th- this this whole thing didn't make sense to me at first, right? You, like people always say, it's like, oh, I am not depressed. I have depression, right? And when I think of it, I like to think of it in the way of depression is there or sadness is there or anxiety is there. I'm not here to debate about depression. This is just an example. But anxiety is there, right? It's a feeling. It's not a part of you. It's 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 an emotion that can be turned into a feeling, a dark feeling, a bad feeling if you give it that energy and you identify with it and you think it that it's incurable or there's nothing you can do about it at that time, right? So this is a discussion for the, another time because this is a bit off track from where we're going and we can talk about identity later. But as I said, Buddha defines enlightenment as the end of suffering, okay? He doesn't give you a point to reach, right? He says enlightenment is the end of suffering, but he doesn't say that what enlightenment is because it can't be said. It can't, it can't be understood by people that have not reached that point or had that uh, longer gap of consciousness, right? And so he doesn't give you that point to reach. He gives you a point to avoid. He gives you the negative definition. Because if you try to reach this superhuman enlightenment, you'll never reach it because you don't know where you're going. You don't know what it is like. You don't know, you may know what it's like, but you haven't experienced it, right? So you can, you can't get there. You have nowhere to go. And inevitably you'll suffer because your focus is better placed not trying to understand this concept and because intellectualizing it just gives you more thoughts and more things to ruminate over and more things to identify with and label and judge. And it takes you in the complete opposite direction of where you want to go, right? That's the, that's, that's the exact opposite of enlightenment. So it's better spent, your time is better spent understanding what prevents us from reaching that state and working from there so you can eventually experiencing it. Because in, in the last, um, in one of the last emails, we talked about perception and how like lifelong conditioning and programming, it blurs your lens. It's how you see the world. And that is the main thing that prevents us from reaching this state of enlightenment because the things that are causing the suffering, if you're a subscriber to hermetic philosophy, I don't mean on YouTube, I mean the actual philosophy or other things, right? Hermetic philosophy, all is mind. Uh, entrepreneurs always say mindset is everything. It all starts in the mind. The the your perception is based on, um, on your mind, right? Everything is a part of the mind, and there is a crazy amount of one research and other spiritual teachings that emphasize this point. It's been somewhat proven through experience, and I would encourage you not to write it off immediately. I would encourage you to experience this because writing it off and (laughs) labeling it and judging it is the exact opposite of what we're trying to achieve here. So all of the thoughts you're having and then identifying with those thoughts or external things because your perception is created by the external stimuli you expose yourself to throughout your entire life. That's what prevents us from reaching this state of enlightenment. That's what causes the suffering. So we know where to start, right? And another thing, enlightenment, truth, love, sometimes even God is used in this definition of what our natural state should be because any positive thing, any positive feeling is, is our natural state. And it's it's been covered up and blurred by all these negative interpretations of 
the things that are put into our head, the, how, how our mind interprets things. And all of this, all of those things, it's, it's not a state you achieve by addition. It's a state you achieve by subtraction because our, our lens, our perception has been clouded and blurred by our conditioning and programming and instant information and pleasure from all of the recent technological advancements hasn't helped either. I mean, you can pick up your phone and think you're going to have a positive experience when you start jacking off to some porn or whatever you're doing, but it's pleasure. Pleasure pleasure is not a part of our natural state. I would consider that actually a positive emotion, right? Because that's just it. Emotions are literally described as disturbances. They originate from the French word emotion. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it means physical disturbance. So when you're giving your thoughts attention and you're giving these identifications and you're, you're labeling and judging everything and you're clouding your perception even more, it's, it's a distraction, right? That's why I always say we need to learn to focus in a world of distractions because emotions are distractions and back to the whole positive emotion thing. The positive emotion of pleasure, per se, is a short-term emotion that turns negative very quickly. So you could still define it as negative. It's not joy. It's not truth. It's not enlightenment. It's pleasure. It's pleasure. You get what? <laughs> depending, on, <laughs> depending on whatever, you could get two seconds of pleasure. You could get two minutes of pleasure. I, I don't know how. how it, it's dependent on, you know. <laughs> so... The thing here is, is what do we do, right? And awareness is the start of your deprogramming or reprogramming your mind. And uh, being aware of those negative emotions, those negative thoughts, and how you deal with them, how you react to them instead of how you respond to them, right? Because awareness of your thoughts that stem from conditioning, pausing, not labeling, not judging, or internalizing them, that is what's going to start the reprogramming of your mind and bring you back to that natural state of joy, love, peace, whatever, however you want to interpret it for yourself so that you can understand this. And then over time, those gaps in consciousness increase. The gaps of being unconscious and being a slave to your mind decrease. And so you're slowly starting to understand this whole enlightened state and things don't affect you as much. Right. I mean, we, we all have our our triggers like there are still things that make me react instantly and I get angry or something. And that's something I have to become aware of. Right. But you can only start with the things that you are aware of right now and that are affecting you right now. So that negative emotion that's taking over your body and making you think think that nothing's possible or that you are about to give up or. You just can't go to the gym, you know, menial things like that. You, you shouldn't be reacting to these. You should be pausing, taking a step back, and possibly even practicing metacognition where you're, you're thinking about your thoughts. You're questioning your thoughts. Like, is this rational? Is, is this worthy of my time to pursue? It's all a practice, right? And the more you practice with becoming aware of things and using vessels such as writing, journaling, even walking can help with these things to kind of release that awareness, release that tension and help you understand it more. So this is really a lifelong journey. That's what it's all about. It is Everything's a fucking lifelong journey to all of you. Like I've been in this game for a long time and all I can say is that it's, it's extremely fulfilling. It's much more fulfilling than the other life that I lived. But 
at the same time, it's something you have to continue practicing or you start to fall back into it. You start to become a puppet or whatever you want to call it, a slave or anything to these external stimuli that are causing you to react and have these negative emotions because your internal natural state is not negative. It is positive. It is the whole truth, love, peace, um, conscious type being. So for now, don't focus on reaching enlightenment, right? You may have fallen down the same trap that I did in thinking that it is a destination in which you haven't experienced yet and you're trying to do all these things to try and get there when in reality you need to focus on what is happening right now in your head and dealing with that and not reacting to it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm enjoying filming these or recording these ones uh, exclusive to the podcast. They're fun for me. They're a little bit short and I get to expand a bit more and just let my mind go wherever because the emails are somewhat short. So all of these are seeds of awareness, right? We talked about awareness, but everything I do is a seed of awareness. It really is. It's I'm giving you something that I wish I knew earlier. I'm, I'm making you aware of something that can help, right? And, and if you react to that and you immediately write it off as this will not work for me, you see the problem that we just talked about, right? You have to be open-minded to this stuff and you have to actually practice it and you have to give it something like 21 days. I think I, I was reading Psycho-Cybernetics today and it mentioned how it takes 21 days to see the benefits of most practices to change your mental image, whether it be of yourself or something else and the things you label, judge, etc., etc. So you have to give it time and you have to put these things into practice. So that is the end of this episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you did, shoot me a DM or tweet at me, just letting me know you enjoyed it. That would mean the world. Also, if you could follow, subscribe, um, rate, do whatever you can just to help us uh, get this podcast into more people's ears. And last thing, uh, Modern Mastery HQ. We have a really cool challenge this week, aside from all the other great shit that's in there, like business trainings and performance trainings and dozens upon dozens, nearing hundreds upon hundreds of articles and uh, resources that you can use to accelerate your development in that. But our challenge this month is uh, 30 days of curiosity. And now for those that are aware of what the power behind curiosity it's, it's the potential to create. Curiosity is the potential to create. Anything you've done, if you're listening to this right now, you're curious, right? And it sends you down another rabbit hole and you start making connections and you start figuring out, okay, how can I monetize this? Or what other things tie into this? What can I do with all of these like NFT ideas? I haven't do dove down the NFT rabbit hole, but this is what creates the spark of passion is when you, you find the intersections of your curiosities. So that's what we're doing this month. A lot of people are very excited about this one in the Discord. It started on the 1st, and everyone listed their 10 curiosities. They're teaching us what they're learning about. It's really cool to see. I'm super excited for it, and I hope to see you in there. There is a link in the show notes, and it's just a great place to be, man. It's it's not like social media where there you can be exposed to that negative stimuli that just hardens that conditioning even more. It's It's all... It's all positive. It's not, it's not like the positivity 
gurus or something like that. It's, it's just positive. Everyone's working to something better. They're creating stuff. They're networking. They're finding potential business partners. I know a few have actually started agencies and with people in MMHQ. They're, they're creating group chats with each other outside of MMHQ and they're talking. It's so, so, so cool to see. So if you want to join that, it's a great place to be. I'll let you be the judge. It's $9.97 a month. That's the price of a dinner. It's a price of a dinner for potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars and a drastically improved quality of life. So I'll leave that decision to you. Thank you again for listening.